This is Predator 2 of Rambo B-Movie ripoffs. Thunder in Paradise with a budget. <laughs> this movie doesn't even have a wiki. This is Federation on Shuffle, Shadow Warriors, Assault on Devil's Island. This is Federation Podcast, I'm Tyler Fudge. And I'm Travis Fudge. And that was my favorite intro I've ever done in my life. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say that this film had a budget. I mean, most of the explosions were just, like, graphics. <laughs> All <laughs> they, of they, the they, things that I said there are actual user reviews of this movie. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Right on. Yes. Right on. And that's how I learned that this movie doesn't actually have a Wikipedia page. Yeah, I, it's. I don't really. I, I'd be interested in knowing the backstory about the the director and how coked out he was trying to make a movie like this. But I mean, oh. I don't watch action movies, and watching a really bad action movie just really makes you think poorly about action movies in general, <laughs> man. Well, Travis, I'll take you on a ride with the director in just a second. But uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Federation. You can follow Travis on Twitter. At fudging up three three three. No, uh, no long pause between the threes this time. Thank you. Uh, Facebook and Instagram at the Fundraiser Podcast. T-shirts at onemaneuver.net. Patreon and PayPal. You become a member of the Fudge family by donating. Uh, PayPal is the Fundraiser Podcast at gmail.com. And again, I don't know what music is ahead of this one because I just haven't made my mind up yet. But hey, it's oh, probably man. from Mitchell. Well, I mean, <laughs> he he should do a cover of Devil's Island by Megadeth. Ooh, a little late because this episode is like coming out in like fifteen hours. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I went in. I went into the shared Google Drive, which I should just share with you at some point in time. Um, but there's a couple new ones in there of just like covers of of wrestling themes. It might just be that. So fair. We'll fair. see. We shall see. But Travis, you questioned about the director of this film. Uh, I feel bad calling it a film. Uh, but uh, his name is John Sasser, Casser, C A S S A R. And uh, you know, if you want me to let you know what he has done in his career, you might actually be a little surprised. I can't wait. Okay, so he is most known for a show that you probably never ever heard of before called Twenty Four. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like fuck you, never. <laughs> but yeah, he's the main director of Twenty Four with Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, he also, uh, to tie him into the WWF arc, he has uh, directed some episodes of La Femme de la Quita, La Femme de la Quita, Nikita, 
La Femme de Nikita. What is that it's, show? It's La Femme Nikita. <clears throat> oh, okay, there is no Della. That's why it felt so fucking mumble jumble. Yeah, mouth. yeah, man. Well, that that's pretty fucking dope. I mean, La Femme Nikita is way better than Twenty Four. Way more successful too, might I add. Is it way more successful? Twenty Four was pretty successful. It had like that, seven that seasons. Was my poor attempt at dry humor. Oh. <laughs> You caught me so off guard. Now, if you want to talk about horrible outings, there was this TV show, Terra Nova. You remember that TV uh, show? Okay, uh, the name sounds familiar, but it I mean, that just sounds like something I would never watch. It was a TV show about a group of people that traveled down to the prehistoric age because Earth has become in- inhabitable, and uh, they live with dinosaurs and trying to rebuild the world. Sounds exactly like something I wouldn't watch. I loved it. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I did. That, that's fair. I, it got canceled, I, I, and I was very disappointed. Okay, okay, okay. That's probably why it sounds familiar then, because you, you're you're watching it. Probably. Uh, but right now, during this time in life, 1997, he is fresh off a failed TV show called Baywatch Nights. This motherfucker directed Baywatch Nights. Yes, wow. uh, and, and isn't that the crime-riddled Baywatch TV TV show that came out? Yes, but like, it's, like, it gets weirder though, because like yeah. it starts. So like this is the show is okay. Baywatch veteran Mitch Buchanan, which is um, what's his nuts? Fucking David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff. Yeah, he moonlights as a PI with his two friends Garner and Ryan, and in season two. Uh, it takes a sudden turn to a supernatural horror because what? yes, yes, what? Yes. Ratings fell on the decline for season one. So season two, the format was changed to be that of a science fiction fantasy series and tried to make it into a supernatural horror TV show. So did the girl with skin cancer turn into an alien and <laughs> shit like that? Or did, did she uh, like, <laughs> I don't think she was in it. Uh, but there were a couple of uh, Baywatch uh, cast members in that TV show. Uh, but yeah, Baywatch Nights lasted for two seasons and disappeared. So Maybe they had a scene where Pam Anderson gets probed, but it actually just turned into her sex tape with Tommy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very, could very well be true. Tyler, this is off topic, but since everything we're talking about right now is film and TV shows and shit, and it pertains to the 90s, did you hear the Saved by the Bells is getting a reboot? Um, I feel like I had heard that Slater is going to be like a teacher now or something like that. It's going to be on the uh, the, the NBC streaming service. Oh, yeah, so nobody ever is going to see it. Cool. Nobody. <laughs> you, you'd think that that's, that's like Disney Plus material right there. Yeah, you'd think, but I mean... I think they can, like... um. Didn't they have a bu- another reboot that they yeah. canned or something like no, that? Well, yeah, they they did the 90210 reboot uh, a couple of years ago and, like, this year. Like, they rebooted it completely with all new people, and then they rebooted it with the old cast, like, a year ago, and it failed fucking horribly. I remember, for some reason, post-wrestling and the Wrestling Observer talking about that yeah. 90210 thing. That's the only reason why I know about it. I never knew it was a thing. For some reason, fucking... Wrestling podcasters really, really like fucking Dallas and 90210. <laughs> of all TV shows to like. You like two of the most fucking boring-ass yeah. pieces of fucking TV. Yeah, I mean, you might just say something about them, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. 
don't watch anything outside of wrestling. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, before we get into the movie itself, because, I mean, this thing doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, so what fucking facts am I going to find except for this fact here? And it's actually a pretty cool fact. This movie would air in October of uh, October 26th. It's shot right now in, in the arc is when it's being shot. Uh, in the weeks leading up to the premiere, Eric Bischoff encouraged viewers of Nitro to watch the film by staging the long-awaited WCW Starcade 1997 contract signing between Hogan and Sting during the commercial breaks of Assault on Devil's Island. Okay, oh, okay, that's uh, if you already couldn't keep track with whatever the fuck they're trying to do in this movie try and keep track when you can't even go for a piss break because they're showing wcw contract signings for the biggest match of the year right on oh jesus christ that's fucking stupid assault on devil's island actually you know it did pretty well for its first showing it did a 4.2 rating did better than any nitro any raw leading up to it uh and uh, when it premiered it soundly beat the competition that the WWF put up against it. What do you think it was? Think about now where they are. This is October 26th. What do you think the WWF would throw up to uh, to go against the show? What day of the week was this? Uh, it wasn't uh, a Raw or anything. It was a Sunday night, I believe. A Sunday night yeah. in October. Well, it's not bad blood. Um, <laughs> it's not superstars. Oh, shotgun Saturday night? No, uh, they would. It was just or a, Friday night's main event. <laughs> no, they would do a Survivor Series flashback special. Oh, I oh I, yeah, I remember them talk about this actually. Oh shit! Yeah, and uh, it, on the Russ fair. It do a, it did a two point eight against the first hour. Of the so movie. It, it's just Hogan everywhere, prime time Saturday night. <laughs> You want Hulk Hogan in commercials? You got him. You want Hulk Hogan in a movie? You got him. You got Hulk Hogan with hair? You got him. You want Hulk Hogan in his prime? You fucking got him. You got him. <laughs> so, so there you go. That is the only real fact I can find about this fucking thing. So uh, we might as well get into this this major motion feature, I suppose. <laughs> 94 minutes of pure Hogan cheese. It's 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 cheese, all right. But before we get into that cheese, Travis, let's talk about some Tweed, a.k.a. a pop quiz about Shannon Tweed. Oh, boy, I might do good. <laughs> See, uh, the last episode we did, the, episode, the, 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 the questions were a little harder. They're not as hard on this one. The last question for this episode is actually very tailored for you. So okay, right on. <laughs> but like right I on. made it hard and like I made it tailored so that it's familiar to you. But I feel like I've made it hard enough that you might not get it immediately. So I should also say this: I have I haven't mentioned it on the podcast yet. Um, I am watching Assault on Devil's Island right now as we're uh, we're doing this show. I've already watched it, but I, I I have it on in the background. You know, there's explosions going on. You see a lot of that. You see, you, you, you see that a lot. Oh, oh, the gardener just broke out an AR. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> this movie's fucking great. Oh, this is when he's getting uh, getting uh, kidnapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll save that. But Travis, 
Where was Shannon Tweed born? Was it St. John, New Brunswick? St. John's, Newfoundland. St. John's, Newfoundland? Fredericton, New Brunswick? Or Placentia, Newfoundland? Oh, shit. Shit. I know she's from Newfoundland. Um, I'm going to say Placentia. I'm going to say Placenta, Newfoundland. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. Right, where else would I pull a placenta? I never even heard of placenta. Of course, Newfoundland, <laughs> the only province that have dildo and placenta. <laughs> As town names. Yep, Magny Point. Magny Point must be next to placenta that's left out on this beach or something. Has to be. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just, uh, I, I want to uh, just, before we get into this, you were talking about cheese. Let me bring up a couple of my favorite quotes from this movie. So, All from Hogan. No, actually, the first I got two quotes. One from the beginning of the movie and one from a little bit later on. But uh, in the beginning of the movie, when they're in the plane, and one army dude says, how you doing, boss? And the other army dude says, sweeter than honeysuckle, good sir. And I was like, fuck oh. you guys. No oh, Navy yeah. SEAL is speaking like that. That's right at the beginning of the fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. right at the beginning. I was like, sweeter than honeysuckle, good sir. Really? <laughs> really? I, I like I liked it when Hogan drew the tarot card death and they uh warn him that's that's bad, you know, and Hogan says it's for my enemies in the most driest tone that he, he can possibly do, which is oh, his yeah. only tone that he has when he acts. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man, I, I don't understand how any kind of film company, whether you're a D-level film company or an A-level film company, <laughs> that could even think it's a good idea to bring Hulk Hogan on. Yeah, no, I don't. I I, I don't see it either. He's not a good actor, um, but at the same time, this movie is entertaining for the first half. I feel. Yes. Yes. The um, last half really lost me, but the first half I thought was entertaining enough. I thought it was a really interesting cast of characters, man. Carl Weathers, fucking Shannon, Shannon Tweed. Tweed. You know, I've I've fucking, I've seen her in some softcore porn and shit like that back yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, motherfucking Billy Blanks, man. Billy Blanks, Cre- though, yeah, Billy Blanks, creator of fucking Tybo. Yeah, yeah, but there's also Billy Drago. I don't know who that is. You don't know Billy Drago? Billy Drago is a character actor. He was also very uh, well known as playing the villain. I'm just pulling up his IMDb here right now. Uh, he is most known for being in movies like The Untouchables, uh, Delta Force, The Hills Have Eyes, uh, Tremors. Uh, there's a lot of movies that he was a part of. Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Uh, let's see. So who, who was he in the, the 13th? Film, uh, he, Billy Drago. He's the main villain. Is he the um, the the Galindo dude? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see here now. What else? Yeah, that's that's about it. He started acting in 1979. He's just an evil dude. He, he yeah, he plays, plays the bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah, all yeah. the time, all the time. He's he's known for that, basically. Yeah. Character actor. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. My other uh, quote before we get into more of the movie is Hulk Hogan and his goddamn fucking blowing darts. His blow darts. Dude, uh, he made that blow dart travel from at least, good lord, I'd say 100 feet. <laughs> and they're like, why do you use that? Never jams. Never jams. <laughs> like, Fuck you, Hogan. 
Oh man, yeah. If only he had that much uh, fucking lung capacity when he works in the ring, man. Maybe you'd never fucking get blown up. Yeah, yeah. And Travis, when this movie opens, Hogan is doing some quote unquote kirate. I I would call it soft martial arts. Soft martial arts mixed in with some throwing stars and bumps that Hogan would never take in a wrestling ring. You could also call it uh, Tai Chi or whatever it is. Wait, like the New Japan wrestler? No, Tai Chi is like some weird form of soft martial arts where you... Oh, no, I'm thinking of Capoeira. Capoeira, yeah. You know Capoeira? No. (laughs) It's the dancing kung fu. Can't say I've ever seen it. They had some dude on NXT. He was a capoeira artist, and he's the goofiest motherfucker. His name is like Artua. Art- oh, I know who you're talking about. I have, I'm not going to be able to remember his name either, but yeah. Arturo something, but yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's just some stupid-ass shit that he's doing because he's, what, obsessed with warrior mentality or something like that hey. that he keeps on saying in this fucking movie? And- yeah. yeah, he's very obsessed with warriors. The way of the warriors. It's the shadow warriors. And as you said, man, he's he's taking bumps. You never see him take like, I, I mean, right at the beginning, you know that he's got a stunt double for this. It, his movies are just like his wrestling matches. You know, the other guy does all the work. Yeah, yeah, essentially. <laughs> that fight with Billy Blanks or Billy Banks, whatever the fuck his name is, at what the midway, mid third part part of the movie. Yeah, so fucking boring. It was the worst fight I think I might like Roddy Piper. Has got that over over Hulk Hogan for sure. Yeah. You know, it makes me really happy that Macho Man never went into acting. Because his movies would have been the fucking worst. Oh, you know it. it, If you look at... the Okay, we've got... um, We've got the the negative side and the positive side to wrestlers doing movies right now in this time period. I would say the positive side would be Roddy Piper because he's only had one fucking great movie at this point but mind you he's had one great movie and he did great in it yeah and hogan is at the other end oh he's so never had gonna, a good one yeah hogan's never had a good one this is the one movie that i've watched out of hogan's repertoire that i've enjoyed that i've actually enjoyed watching i i, I had a fun time watching it for a bit i didn't have a fun time <laughs> watching santa with muscles i didn't have a fun time watching no holds barred for the most part Good lord, did I fucking hate Suburban Commando and Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise is a very hard watch. All we gotta do now is just watch Mr. Nanny, right? Oh yeah, there's, yeah, Mr. Nanny, yeah. That's another then, one that we can do. And then when we really jump the shark, we can just binge watch Hogan Knows Best. Oh my god, that, no. That's, <laughs> that's never gonna happen. But we still have House uh, uh Shadow Warriors 2. Oh, is Hogan in it? Yeah. Yeah, the same cast, Hogan, Tweed, and Weathers. Uh, And then there's also Three Ninjas from Mega Mountain. I've I've only seen the first three ninjas, so I'd be down. We'd have to watch all of them. The first three ninjas is fantastic. Yeah, I I I never went further because you told me to keep on getting worse. Oh yeah, they do. They do. And and like, what's really weird is uh, Three Ninjas Three was taped before Three Ninjas Two and was and it's got after. different kids, right? No, no, no. Number Three has the same from the f- same first. Uh, there's two of the same from the first movie in Three, and in uh, Two, I believe there's only one that's the same. Okay, 
And I they know, asked, maybe, that's because they were taped backwards? Well, maybe they're meant to watch backwards. Like, maybe you need to watch three and then two and then one, and then it'll all make sense. Maybe. Maybe. I still stand by this. The Three Ninjas is a fantastic movie. <laughs> it's a fun little fucking ride, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, going into this movie, something, or actually, no, I got one other thing to tell you about, Travis. There is actually a Devil's Island, uh, but it's located off the coast of South America, owned by France, and, uh, that's where they would send notorious prisoners, uh, after, you know, a very long voyage on a boat across the, uh, the ocean in the 1800s. Okay, that's that sounds like something Megadeth would write about in a yeah. song in the 1980s. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That makes total sense. It now. does. It does. <laughs> and once you told me that Megadeth had a song called Devil's Island, I was like, oh, I bet he is actually about the real Devil's Island. Oh, easily because they got the they got this fucking uh, song on the same album, Good Morning Black Friday, and it's about this fucking massacre. I'm pretty sure that happened probably in the same time period in the 1800s. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotta love metal and their historical references, hey. Well, they're all into the medieval fucking yeah. shit for some weird fucking reason. I, I never understood it. But. I've never understood it either, but hey, you know, to each their own. It's not my fucking jam, but whatever. I like some of your music. Uh, um, yeah, I, I like metal a lot, but to be honest, like Vikings and wolves and war and and medieval swords. Yeah, buddy, you lost me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so they, they're in a plane, they, they, they're on this plane, they're on their way to some mission, uh, well, not some mission, they're on their way to a mission to Billy, Billy Drago's house, the, the drug dealer, who is there with Shannon Tweed, who is posing as a Russian with her titties out, testing cocaine, best Hogan movie ever. (laughs) Easily, easily, right (laughs) off the bat, and do you think that they had... Part of me thinks Hogan was doing this movie, you know, Creative Control Brother, and they're <laughs> like, the who, who, who do you want your uh, female counterpart to be? It's like, well, brother, I tell you what, Shannon Tweet, she looks just like Linda, brother. I'll get, get her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, you know what, though? He wants but, Gene Simmons' wife, man. That's that's all he wants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I always wanted to play bass and kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Audition for the Rolling uh, Stones in 1980. Yeah, yeah, Metallica. Metallica in 1965, brother. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Travis, during this scene where she is testing out this cocaine, her Russian accent may be more inconsistent <laughs> than Lana's. I'm so happy that you mentioned that because I wrote my notes. Even Lana's got a better Russian accent <laughs> than Shannon Tweed. It's so all true. She's, all she's doing is rolling her R's. That's all she's doing. At, at at the end of it, like when they switch scenes, she's literally doing like some European accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like Swiss or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh and, man. And then her and then her titties pop out, and I immediately thought to myself, "Was like." YouTube had some flagged this? <laughs> you okay, YouTube's had this on here for God knows how long with nothing but Spanish comments. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking movie must be a hit over in Brazil, man. I guess. <laughs> Hulk Hogan big in Brazil. Oh yeah, it fucking Yeah, TV movie 
on YouTube, and there's full frontal nudity. Uh, nudity. I was Whoa. actually pretty shocked. But at the same time, when you told me that Shannon Tweed was in a TV movie, I was like, how in the fuck is she not going to show her tits? Yeah, Shannon Tweed shows her tits and everything. So I was like, oh, wow, this is the one movie she doesn't? Oh, no, she does. <laughs> so I'm really whatever. trying to remember what movie I saw her in when I was younger. I'm oh, going to look it up right now. What movie didn't you see her in when you were younger? No, nah, there was one in particular. It was pretty fucking off the charts, but she got naked a lot. I'm going to look it up. I mean, I'm sure it was on channel 17 at 1 o'clock in the morning, Baby Blue. <laughs> 17 or 23, I can't remember, but it might have been channel 17. Uh, but anyways, while you're looking that up, the Warriors, they drop out of a plane. Some sit in a tree. Some, sp- you know, the spy. Some go and uh, hijack a cargo truck and uh, put t- tracking units on vehicles that would never come into play, ever. <laughs> no, they would. They would. It was a bomb. Everything explodes in this movie, Tyler. What they put on the trucks were a bomb? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, because eventually they do a really short scene where that truck explodes. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. They just pretty much made this movie because the guy's like, fire, fire, yeah, fire, (laughs) fire. Was, uh, you know, uh, what's his name, Transformers guy? Michael Bay. Was he on this movie, I wonder? Dude, man, it must have been his fucking brother or something like that. <laughs> Michelle Bay. Holy shit, did you know Shannon Tweed was in Detroit Rock City? No, uh, no, I, I, I didn't really, no. Yeah, I, I, I just found that out. The more you know. The more you know, the more you know. But Captain Franger, or Fragger, whatever the fuck his name is, guy with wrestler hair. Hogan the wrestler has long hair. Sure, he's Frager. a Navy SEAL, but Frager has wrestling hair. He even has his f- fucking chest hair shaved into like a diamond. <laughs> like it's fucking crazy. What a fucking loser! He would turn on Hogan, and it would be dastardlier than Andre did. It was just horrible. Just a horrible human being. Leaving Hogan for dead here in this drug person's house. <laughs> Fucking just the worst. What a horrible human being. And then he would turn on the drug dealer later in the movie, basically. and Just one thing after another. And then a dude gets shot and tarot card cards come flying out of his chest. It's fantastic. I felt like I was on acid. All right, I found it, Tyler. Oh, you did? Yeah, the movie's called Electra. Ooh, Electra. Yeah, it came wasn't, out in 19... It wasn't the superhero movie, Electra, with Kim, Kim, was it Kimberly Garner Gen- or whatever? Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer Garner. Garner. Uh, no, it came out in 1996. It got a 3.4 out of 10 on the IMDb scale. And I'll run down the quick synopsis of it. The discovery of a... The discovery of a miraculous serum capable of giving youth health and superhuman powers arouses the interest of Marcus, a megalomaniac billionaire bound to a wheelchair. He sends his assistants or assassins to seize it, but the discovery is no longer in the laboratories. Sounds like COVID. <laughs> While the young man tries to escape with his girlfriend, the beautiful and mysterious Electra comes forward, which is Shannon Tweed, determined in her turn to get the serum. And the fact that the beneficial effects are now transmissible only through sexual intercourse does not worry her. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, yeah, that, that was... Uh, that what was a the- fucking synopsis. <laughs> I just went up. 
Like, is there anybody else in this fucking show that I would even know? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll see. I doubt it, man. Oh, man, she's got so many shit-ass movies. Oh, well, Holy yes. Shit. She was in Married with Children and Body Chemistry 4, Full Exposure, in the same year. Oh, big year for her. <laughs> all right, the cast has, uh, all right, Shannon Tweed as Lorna, Electra's, or Electra, and uh, Joe Tab, Sten Eric, Katie Griffin, Lauren Dans, Dwayne, uh, Diane DeMarco, John Stoneham Sr. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, yeah, you don't know anyone. <laughs> no. Uh, she also did uh, some episodes of Republic of Doyle, which is actually a Newfoundland TV show. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. she actually went back to her home home, home place yeah. of Placenta, Newfoundland. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing cannibal women in the avocado jungle of death. That sounds like a <laughs> great, great bit of cheese right there. That one there is from 1989. And the government hires a feminist at a local university to track down the piranha women living in an uncharted avocado jungle. Okay, that sounds fucking great. <laughs> to convince, that sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> to convince them to move to a reservation condo in Malibu. She hires a guide at the edge of the jungle, a male chauvinist pig that I'm sure she fucks many times in the jungle. And they have many arguments about men and women as they work their way in and eventually confront the piranha women. Oh, man. So it sounds like Futurama okay. stole the Amazonian women thing from this movie where it's like, Shannon makes snoo-snoo. Okay, so Travis, there's another synopsis that's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, it just comes at it from a different angle and makes it sound like a completely different movie. From a different angle? Yeah. Is it the, from the piranha women angle? No, no. The U.S. government, eager to protect the nation's avocado supplies, <laughs> recruit Oh, feminists. man, they'd be, Tyler, they'd be fucked right now with all these millennials oh, and oh their yeah. avocado fascination. Oh, yeah, just, just rising it up. Uh, recruit. Uh, feminist professor Margot Hunt to make contact with the Piranha Women, an all-female tribe who believe men are only good as a source of food. Accompanying Dr. Hunt on her trip are Jim, a guide of questionable competence, and Bunny. He must be the male chauvinist pig. Yes. And Bunny, a student of unquestionable incompetence. Oh, wow. And they named her Bunny. Oh, wow. Yes. I kind of want to see this movie. I, 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 I'm very interested. I am very interested. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to watch it one of these days. Not for the show, but just watch it. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I'm probably going to have to look up a lecture, too. Oh, yeah. I don't want to watch that one with you, though. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, man. Fuck. I couldn't imagine how bad that movie actually is, not watching it as a 10-year-old. Oh, the chauvinist pig. The chauvinist pig, Travis, in this movie? Just take a guess. Um, 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 Carl Weathers. <laughs> Bill Maher. Bill Maher? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Bill Maher. He's got that TV show. He's a piece of shit. 
He's got that. Oh, fucking... Bill Maher, like the the political. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Douchebag. Yeah, real time with Bill Maher. Right. Yeah, real time. Real time <laughs> and the avocado forest with the Amazonian women. <laughs> Sounds like a blast to me. Uh, but so we've gotten way off track. We've probably talked about other Shannon Tweed movies for like I feel like an eternity. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, let's just let's just say it this way, okay? Uh, shit goes down in this building. Hogan ends up getting saved by this this fake Russian Tweed, uh, and and then when she's shooting guns, they do close up shots of her, and then close up shots of Hogan. And holy fuck, is this the most glamorized? This is like you got like some fucking loser, fucking twenty-five-year-old male model, put him in front of a fucking blue fucking thing, like like drape, and told him like pose sexy with a gun, pretend you're shooting it. It's like fuck you guys, man. Like Shannon Tui with two semi-automatic rifles, just fucking double fist them. I'm just fucking boom, 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 boom. Yeah, no recoil whatsoever. No, none, none. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, they uh <laughs> Yeah, like they're trying to capture this Galindo dude, Billy Drago. Yes. And he he got cuckolded into giving all of his proceeds to the drugs to Tweed, and now she turned on him. And she's with Hogan now for some fucking reason. She's not Russian. Yeah, and Ho- she's not even working with Hogan. No, she's not. She's just she's just kind of on his side yeah. at this point. And you know, she didn't even have to be. She could have just stuck around, staying undercover, and she could have just gotten the drug money because she was getting 100% of the profits. So, yep. I mean, why by not just stick around? T- that's what she was doing when she took her titties out. Yeah, her. yeah. She, she uh, grapevined him, and he, she was uh, threatening him, in a way, with her titties. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and, and, and the grapevine, mind you, because she was <laughs> trying to strangle him by the waist. Yeah. I don't understand how that hurt, but, you know. To each their own. To each their own. I don't yeah. understand how that one would be threatening. No, no. <laughs> you know what else I don't fucking understand about this movie? Ah. As Hogan and Tweed are running away from this place, they 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 somehow end up wearing diving equipment with scuba fucking tanks and bullshit and end up going scuba diving. Oh, I know. They found it at the bottom of the fucking ocean, Tyler. That's what happened. They found that stuff at the bottom of the ocean. Yes, that's what happened. They swam down there, and at the bottom of the ocean were these Crash Bandicoot warped swimming level fucking underwater fucking jet skis and oxygen tanks. Or were they riding oxygen tanks? Is that what they were doing? They, they, they had oxygen tanks. Like, Hogan was getting attacked by a shark while yes. wearing an oxygen yes. tank. Yes, yes. We got to talk about this movie turning into Jaws for a few minutes. Yes, yes, it does. They got they got the music and everything like that. Hogan fucking fights a shark. He fights a shark underwater. He <laughs> he he gets bitten, but he fights a shark and he throws either no, a C four. He doesn't. He doesn't. Another guy puts one in his mouth. But what did he throw? A grenade, grenade. or a C four? He threw a grenade into a shark's mouth when there's multiple sharks in this fucking ocean, and. It explodes and does nothing to the shark because I guess sharks don't bleed when they get exploded. Like wh- like when they get exploded, they don't they don't bleed, right? They just they just kind of like flop down like a malnourished fish. I mean, it could be, it could be right. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I, I've definitely never seen a shark bleed before. See, it's I looked never- at it 
Uh, I mean, sorry. Tyler, these were the worst special effects ever. They were. Like, oh, this, they were This horrible. was so fucking bad. Not to mention, like, right before that, we had to watch every fucking thing burn down in Galindo's house and shit like that. You know, like, <laughs> fucking explosions, 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 close-ups of shooting. Yeah, gunfights were... Nothing ever hits anyone. That's what I love about action movies is where you, 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 you cop out and you spend 10 minutes in a gunfight where nothing happens. Yeah. I mean, that's that's action movies for you. Oh, that's, man. I don't, I, I don't understand this genre of movie, man. No, no. Rush Hour did it perfectly, in my opinion. Dude, Rush Hour was dope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I remember well, watching the uh, the behind the scenes of of or like some kind of making of of it on the the DVD that we had when we were kids. That would have been Rush Hour two then. Yes, eh? yeah. Yeah. And they were, they were talking about how like the average American movie audience only has enough attention span for about a minute, minute and a half of action at a time. So you gotta keep I, it sparse, and that's I, what happened with this movie. But it's redundant, though. Like, it's not even a bad thing that they don't have the attention span for it. Who wants to watch just, like, shooting? Like, yeah. nothing happening. There's there's no story consequences to this. It's just gunfire. It's, it's, I, I never understood it. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm in the same boat. It's not, uh, it's not one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, now, like... Do I like myself uh, some some violent movies sometimes? Yeah, yeah, of course. But like Boondock Saints is a great movie. Uh, I like violent movies when the violence feels like it's happening. You know, yeah, where you yeah. you you have a chance to suspend your belief disbelief where it's not canned in gunshots where you know that the. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably sounding like an idiot because we're doing a wrestling podcast and non-wrestling <laughs> no. fans are just on the same wavelength, but I'm like, you know, I can dig an action movie if it's done well. I just oh, can't yeah. dig an action movie Dude. like this, but action movies, there's too many action movies like this. Have you ever seen John Wick? No, but I've heard it's really good. Go out of your way. It's It's actually fucking great. I love it. It's got a great story. And the bad guys kill his dogs. Like, you hate them. They become uber heels just because of what that. A, what a simple but effective way yeah. to get a bad guy yeah. to, hate, like, to be hated. Yeah. Like, exactly. Now, I like, mean, there's I, more of a reason behind it. Like, once you get to know the backstory of the dog, yeah, no, you really fucking hate him then. But Man, I, like, I, I, watched, uh, I watched a person spray their dog with a, with a hose today. And then the dog ended up biting the owner. And that was incredibly entertaining so i couldn't even imagine what john wick would be like was this one of the neighbors no nah, i was um i was delivering weed to my uh to my buddy lee <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh fucking hey, that's funny uh so where are we in this fucking movie the diving equipment, um the, shark attack oh, shark attack so okay shark attack, i gotta say this i gotta say this okay they go back to shore they make it they they bring Hogan through the ocean, dragging and blood flowing out. None of the sharks chase him. They get on shore, and as soon as they do, Shannon Tweed's got a cut on her hand. Immediately, the medic's like, oh, my God, are you okay? We got to get you to see somebody, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Hogan has the side taken out of him. He's bleeding everywhere. They say he's dripping blood. And the medic decides to go to Tweed first. It's not a very good medic. 
Oh man, maybe that's why Hogan didn't want to go back to the hospital to get rebandaged. Well, you know, okay, you know why? You know why he don't want to go back to the hospital? Okay, so let me find this now. Okay, this is a little bit past. This is after Billy Drago chews every bit of scenery in the fucking room uh, when he's in getting interrogated by the police. But once Hogan and Tweed get back to the house, she says that he's bleeding again, right? So she goes <laughs> over. Oh. Okay, I am right at that right now on Are my you? watch along. All right, so yeah, she, yeah, because I think we're skipping over. along a little bit here. Yes. And, um, okay. Um, so like, let me let me explain this now. I got this. She goes over and she tells him that he's bleeding. So she looks up. She looks at his his cut that's full <laughs> of stitches. Right. There's not an open wound to be seen. And then the next time they cut, it's full of blood absolutely drenched in blood and you know what's made its way into this cut what's always been in the cut tile a fucking shark tooth that the medic never seen really no man he he, he stitched really? it back up he's just like oh yeah that that bone sticking out of his his wound that that's just <laughs> his back right i'm not going to reset that i'm just going to let that be that's just like skin failure or something like that i don't know man um before that happened, though, that is when Fraker or Frager or whatever you want whatever to call the fuck him, his name is the good guy from the Navy SEALs that is now bad. He um he is about to hijack a plane, but before that, the All American Gymnast Team they win an award sponsored by a cruise ship, and some random ass lady. It's like it's like a little kid being asked by a stranger if they want any candy or to come into their van. This random ass lady asks a bunch of young gymnast women that just won a random award if they want to take a day trip to the Bahamas. Get on this plane. You're going on a day trip to the Bahamas <laughs> for no reason. Just congratulations. You won this sponsored award because your fucking coach probably paid up the ass for this award. Just get on the plane. And they get on the plane and all of a sudden the coach is like, hey, the Bahamas. It's south. We're going west. And he gets shot. Paul Fraker, that frigger, hijacked the plane, and they're going to Devil's Island. Yep. So they end up taking these fucking uh, cheerleaders or gymnastics people, whatever, uh, and they throw them in a cage that has shallow water at the bottom and all oh, the things man. but like all the things in this movie that didn't make sense this made a lot of sense can you imagine having to spend prolonged time with your feet submerged in water like how horrible that would feel like how oh I'd, yeah just like your feet would just start to fucking just oh Ooh. not to mention that it's probably on like fucking rocks and shit like yeah. that too yeah yeah, man. Uh, that that was uh, that was a cool part of this movie. I, I like I liked it when this movie actually initiated a little bit of logic. Yeah. But whenever Shannon Tweed and Hulk Hogan are on the television, there's really <laughs> not much logic. Or like when she's he's sleeping and she's in her underwear watching him sleep. <laughs> and then she um, spies on all of his weapons that he has. Yes. And then finds out that he's got a secret room. And what does the secret room have? Weapons. More fucking weapons. <laughs> oh, man. Tyler, one, I'm going to get way off track here, but can we talk about Carl Weathers and his fascination for that fucking Gatling gun? Sure. You Tell me. Bring me through it, Travis. Bring me through it. Bring me through this fascination. It's like the Deathbringer, man. Like, nothing ever works. I can't explode a door. 
oh, I'll bring out this Gatlin gun that I swam with for fucking 80 miles and got through all the trenches of the sharks from Devil's Island. Yeah, this Gatlin gun's still fucking good. It'll it'll blow shit up better than a grenade or C4 ever will. Like, like this dude fucking, like, wipes out an entire fucking race of San Dominicans with this fucking Gatlin gun. He burns down wood with bullets. Hey, man, you know what? He, they, he didn't start that fire. It was always burning as the world was turning. No, Ryan started the fire, Tyler. Oh, who's Ryan? You've never watched The Office? Oh, when they're doing the fucking talent show? No, it's when Ryan catches a fire in The Office because of like the microwave or the toaster oven. Oh, oh, Ryan never mind. started the fire. Oh, oh fuck. It's lost. It's lost no, right now. No, I let's got go, you. I understand now. Let's go, let's go back to Hogan and Tweed and uh, <laughs> <in> Hogan's <laughs> warrior fucking jungle. So. Tyler, yeah. off to you. I, I got I to gotta figure out where the fuck I'm at here. There's so many fucking things that I can't even remember that was in place well, on this movie because it was so all over the place. Well, let me, let me tell you this, okay? Uh, the bad guys, they end up finding out where Hogan's house is the next day, and gunfire ensues, and they escape. But, Travis, do not worry, because it's pop quiz time. <laughs> Sweet. Came at the best time. Exactly. Carl Weathers played Chubbs Peterson in Happy Gilmore. But what other movie made by Adam Sandler did the character appear in? Oh shit! Um, is Mr. it Mr. Deeds? Is it Little Nicky? Oh no! Yeah, Big Daddy. Yeah, Fifty First Dates or Spanglish? It's got to be Little Nicky. You're right. He is in heaven when Little Nicky goes. Yeah, like, yeah. He is I don't in know heaven. why I thought he was in Mr. Deeds for a second, but yeah, the Little Nicky part makes so much more sense. <laughs> See, I told you the next question was tailored to you. I tried to make uh, it hard enough that you might not get it. Popeye's chicken is the shit. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, love that for Popeye's. Uh, I might watch that movie tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it in years. I haven't seen it in years. Um, yeah, so it's around this time where I completely lost all interest in this movie. Like, okay, that that's fair. Uh, you know, you you got the debut of Billy Blanks. You know, he comes uh, in. He's one of Fragger's henchmen. They have the fight. I like to say that Billy Blanks is a member of Little Haiti from GTA Vice City. <laughs> he looks exactly like it with the beret. He shit, does. Man. He does. <laughs> he does. Like it's oddly, it's oddly racist to say. You know, he looks like Little Haiti, but it's Vice City. It's Grand Theft Auto. It's. I mean, yeah, they had they had to tone down the little Haiti shit in GTA Vice City because they went so hard on it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like all the fucking uh, the sex scenes in GTA San Andreas that was in the code that needed to be gone and shit like that. Hot coffee, hot coffee, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even in the game; it was in the code. You couldn't access it unless you hacked in or modded the game. Right, but like, someone found it, right? So. Somebody found it, so they uh, they had to take every copy off the shelves and release it without it in there. 
Yeah, because it would have been rated A for adult and it wouldn't yeah. have been sold in every store. Yeah, it wouldn't be sold in like Walmarts and shit like that. Fascinating shit, honestly. Yeah, Fascinating it is, shit. It is. There's like a lot of these. Like, um, I was watching one about oh, Bethesda in Edmonton. Not, not Bethesda. Um, the one that's in Edmonton. Bethesda. <laughs> the, oh, Edmonton. Um, what is it? Are Which you one? sure it's Edmonton or BC? Bioware? No, it's Bioware Edmonton. Bioware is in Edmonton. Okay, um, okay. I, I was always watching like this one on Bioware and and just how like they fucked up this these slew of games before before they did all the the did they I, I can't remember what games it was that they were doing at the time, but they did Mass Effect, didn't they? They yes, sorry, it was it was how they fucked up like Mass Effect three or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. I've never been a big fan of the series, but I um. I know someone that I uh, work with that was a big fan and talked about something about how Mass Effect 3 was a complete flop or disappointment yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. But yeah. The, uh, this movie, oh. Hogan, uh, just, just to get back on to the plot of this movie, because like, I don't really have much else to say about this movie in general. Uh, I, I've got I've got fucking six uh, three more pages, man. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Hogan and company, they come to the island to get their like they go through this fucking long drawn out process of arguing. You know, all three of them together are they going to go get their buddy? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Would because they ever he's get dead. Him? He no, he's dead, I, right? Yeah, he he is dead. I think that they, I think they don't get him because. For one, they're on Devil's Island. They're not in San Dominica. And San Dominica is where the fucking guy dies. But they go to Devil's Island and they rescue the gymnast. That that's essentially what happens. Yeah, they go there to get him and, and they And Galindo goes back to jail. Yes. 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 But um to kind of like tie up some loose ends here. Um the there's a Navy SEALs guy that is preventing Hogan from going back to San Dominican to get his buddy and to kill Fraker. And all of a sudden, his superior tells him that he's going to have to release Galindo from prison in order to get these gymnasts back on U.S. soil. So he tells Hogan that if you get there first, then the Navy SEALs don't have to worry about bringing Galindo back to prison. So... That's when they go to Devil's Island. They're fucking stocking up on all of Hogan's collectible guns in his boat and shit like that. And, you know, Carl Weathers and Shannon Tweed, they're being taught the warrior mentality, which is really funny coming from Hulk Hogan. Well, it's really funny. It's just like, did you really want to be the ultimate warrior that bad? You had to fucking become a warrior for this movie? Right. The motherfucker gets a Shawn Michaels wig on and pretends to be the ultimate warrior. It's like the ultimate personality complex in a movie that, Hulk Hogan could possibly have like he should probably just wear a top hat and say "Ooh yeah <laughs> and like let's not touch on the fact that he's a Navy SEAL with long hair I don't can you have long hair as a Navy SEAL I wrote that down I fucking wrote it down <laughs> that at the very end of the film I saw it and I was like man when you are on report for any kind of army militant like Navy SEAL whatever the fuck you are you either get a crew cut or shorter, right? Like that—that's a thing. So. Like, unless that you're is female. a female. If you're a female, you don't have to. You but like you still got. Well, Hulk Hogan's short. not a Hulk Hogan's not a fucking female. Uh, so. yeah. Jury's out. I mean, his name, like I, he, I, 
He's not. A f- <laughs> How is he like? Is he like an uncontracted gun? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He, is Carl uh, Weathers allowed to have the mustache? I I think so. I think you're allowed to have mustaches. Is Shannon Tweed a part of the military? No, I don't know. No, Shannon She's Tweed just undercover. Wasn't. Shannon Tweed was, was undercover. Yeah, she was undercover without the Navy SEALs knowing that they were undercover. Yes. Well, I mean that's a that's a classic trope in cop movies where like. Yeah, you talk to my superior. Well, you talk to my superior. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck. Or, like, you know, the FBI is doing something and the police go in there. I'm pretty sure Brooklyn Nine-Nine has done this, like, ten times. I don't mind it for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Because at that point, I think that they're taking the piss out of it, you know? But when it comes to movies like this where they're shamelessly taking themselves seriously, man. Oh, Oh, if you take a movie like this seriously... Oh, you're you're the worst kind of human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they 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 would end up going to the island. You know, they the water, <coughs> the, the the shark infested waters that we see no shark. Yeah, yeah. And then Frager as well is is conning uh, <coughs> uh, Billy, Billy Drago into. Uh, he's not supposed to be going back to Devil's Island, right? He's supposed to be going to a different one, and Drago forces him, or or Frager forces him to come back to Devil's Island. Am I remembering that correctly? Um, I'm pretty sure he only went to Devil's Island to take them hostage and get all the money. Well, yeah, but he was it was orders from Frager, though. Like, where he was going. Wasn't oh, it? Um, dude... That's a finite detail, my friend. Fair enough. I just remember just getting hung up on it. It's just, just being it's like, is Frager turning on him too? Is did he get a uh, did he get a taste of the life and was like, well, I want this all for me? I mean, by the end of it, they were gonna go f- to a helicopter and go to um, where were they gonna go with that one random gymnast hostage? Uh, Rio de Janeiro or something like that. And he says that he wants all of his money in diamonds and whiskey. And I thought to myself, so Fraker, you want diamonds and whiskey. You want to, you want to, you want to quadruple distill that whiskey through your diamonds and make some uh, <laughs> some crystal head whiskey there, like Dan Aykroyd, buddy. Like <laughs> that fucking you, video of him. You want to go to the fine coast Newfoundland and get those uh, that pure water to yeah uh, quadruple dis- distill your whiskey with your uh, with your with your money. Fucking Dan Aykroyd, what a fucking snake oil motherfucker that guy is. <laughs> Glycol. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck me. Probably tastes like glycol too. But yeah. Oh, no. Amazing. So Travis, tell me more about this movie. What what else is going on? There's there right, can't there right. can't be much else. Like No, there's not. We're there's there a lot. to get the cheerleaders now. This is an action movie. This is like this is they are, the climax. Tyler, they are gymnasts. They want an, an award. They, they're As every single person that suspects that a, uh, a gymnast hostage is a great idea, they quote-unquote say that they are America's sweethearts, Tyler. Yes, yes they do. <laughs> they do. They say that is, a, that is one of the reasons why they kidnapped them, because they are America's sweethearts. What's the difference in keeping a drug lord in prison when another's going to pop up? We need to save America. 
Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say in this movie, and I, I in terms of uh, ethics, that's amazing. I mean, the thing. Wow, if we put if we keep one drug lord out of prison, then there won't be room for another one to pop up. But we need to save gymnasts. That, that's America, America, right there, man. Hey, you know what, man. Back at this point in time, though, I will say, like, the 96 Olympics, American gymnasts were a big deal. Come on. They were. American <laughs> gymnasts in the 96 Olympics in Atlanta, big deal. They they were good. They're fuck. I was 10 years old, but they were America's sweethearts. No, but, like, you had, uh, um, what, what was her name? Tanya uh, Harding. No, she was a, she's just a figure skater guy. Um, no, she was super famous. I gotta look her up now. Uh, American gymnast Bjork. No, Julia Roberts. Uh, no. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking hell! Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's even a Wikipedia page for it. The Magnificent Seven was the 1996 United States Olympic women's gymnastic team that won the first ever gold medal for the United States in women's team competition in the 1996 Summer Olympics. Uh, Shannon Miller, Dominic Mociano, Dom- Dominic Dawes, Carrie Strug, Amy Chow. Carrie Strug, that name sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, that's 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 the one. Uh, and J.C. Phillips. So, yeah. There you go, Travis. There you fucking go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe that's for, that's uh, probably it, what they were going at, though. It's probably and, because of that. And we could uh, bring a, a wrestling tie-in in here, too, because the Magnificent Seven, wasn't that a WCW stable in the late 2000s? Oh, Jesus, you're asking me now. Late, two tha- late 2000s? You mean early 2000s? The WC- Magnificent the Magnificent Six or the Magnificent Seven? Jesus Christ, I actually have to look this up? Fuck. Or am I thinking of the Millionaire's Club? There was the Millionaire's Club. Um, Magnificent Seven. Yeah, debut January 14, 2001. Who was in it? Um, they were also called the Elite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the leader was Ric Flair, and the other six were Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner, Lex Luger, Buff Bagwell, and would you care to take a fucking guest at the last member of the Magnificent Seven? David Flair. One more guess. I'll, I'll give you one more. Okay. Crowbar. Road Warrior Animal. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hawk wasn't even dead yet. <laughs> right. Right. Not not even in the fucking ground in this guy's kickoff. <laughs> This is his revenge on uh, the fucking Power Warriors, man. Jesus Christ. They never wanted to mention that in Dark Side of the Ring. No, no. He was part of the Magnificent Seven. Boy, oh boy. The Magnificent Road Warrior. One of these things not like the other. (laughs) Right. I would even take David Flair over Road Warrior Animal in that spot. (laughs) Yeah, really, though. (laughs) I thought I was. I actually thought I was pretty spot on when I said David Flair. I was like, that's got to be it. But no, I guess not. So, Travis, tell us how this movie ends. All right. Explosions. The end. Um, <laughs> but seriously. All right. 
So they uh, they finally make their way into Devil's Island through that weird tunnel shit. They take out a bunch of people. Um, Hulk Hogan fights with Billy Blanks for a long time in between scenes. Um, and all they do is punch, really. Yeah, uh, the SEALs team dude that gave Hogan the orders in the movie earlier meets up with them. They're all good now. Uh, a person on the team puts four explosives in cl- close range to one another, and I have no idea why the fuck they're doing it right now. Uh, it's, uh, the fuck? Um, <laughs> so the, they go through a bunch of plunder and shit like that, and eventually they make their way to the dungeon. <laughs> Was Kevin Sullivan there? <laughs> um the SEALs team dude was supposed to be in the dungeon because, you know, they landed the plane and they pretty much traded Glindo off for no reason because they're going to kill all the gymnasts. Um, Fraker is going to take that one gymnast on the ransom video with him to Rio de Janeiro to load her up with a bunch of Crystal Skull Carney whiskey. And... Yeah, this dude's going down to the jail and he's going to die. So, in that turn, he uh, beats up the guy that's escorting him down to the jail. He meets up with Mike, which is Hulk Hogan, and Wiley, which is Shannon Tweed, and Carl Weathers, which I don't know. He he had a name. I don't care. <laughs> I, I I can get it for you here real fast because I got the full list of the uh, cast. Carl Weathers was Roy Brown. Roy Brown. Okay, cool. So, anyways, Roy Brown... Sets up a C4 on the dungeon door when all of a sudden a bomb goes off in the dungeon. And if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's it's a prison cell, but they keep on insisting it's a dungeon. <laughs> and all, all the while this is happening, uh, Galindo and Fraker, they're flying away and shit like that. Hulk Hogan's on his own doing other shit because he kills Billy Blanks. He throws him off the goddamn wall. <laughs> Which, do you remember that, Tyler? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, he, he he performed what he did at Halloween Havoc 1995, but he actually did the job. And um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's the giant Hulk Hogan. You know. <laughs> if I had to say something because you didn't respond with any so, type of laughter, Tyler. Sorry, no, I, I, I am very sorry because I just found out that Fraker was uh uh in Mortal Kombat the movie. I was just I, I had to find out you know, which character he was. You know what? I he's on the screen as I speak. Like they're dropping Galindo off and he and that SEALs team dude is gonna get screwed right now on on the movie right now as it's being played. <laughs> he's also um, dead. Fraker's also dead. Okay, cool. He, he died well, at the age he, of forty. I'm sure he died of heart failure due to like coke addiction or something like that. I'm gonna find out right now while you tell me the rest of this movie. Fuck yeah. Alright, so the timed explosives go off and it doesn't break down the door. So you know what? Through uh through swimming through underwater somehow this Gatlin gun still has no issue in firing off a steady stream of explosive bullets. But at the same time, they're timed explosives in the prison cell. And uh, as they explode, they uh, release a bunch of water into the prison cell. And it's pretty much a matter of time before America's sweethearts drown on Devil's <laughs> Island. Okay, you said hunt. Did you figure out? Okay, so he died in 2003. 
He was also in a movie in 2010 uh, called uh, Wow, that's some that's amazing. Yeah, Flexing with Monty. I'm assuming it's a movie that was filmed before he died. Are you uh, sure it but, was a movie, or was it like a documentary? Like maybe uh, it's, just... it's called a movie, Flexing with Monty. He plays Monty. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he uh, on June 7th, uh, 2003, Goddard was found dead in his home in North Hollywood, uh, Los Angeles. Uh, he was 40 years old. Initial reports indicated that Goddard was in the process of getting a divorce and that suicide was expected. Uh, an autopsy would later show, though, that Goddard died from a drug overdose of heroin, cocaine, tamanzapam, and Vicodin. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. So uh, That's, um... He went out hard. <laughs> yeah, he, he fucking went out fucking with guns blazing, man. Yeah. Like, he would be on TV shows like Murphy Brown, Baywatch, Murder, She Wrote... Babylon 5, The X-Files. He was the first British crewman <laughs> in an episode of The X-Files. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, I'm going to I'm going to break this movie right down and finish it right up. Okay. So, once Carl Weathers blows down a door with his Gatling gun, the water from the room that the kids were about to be drowned in eventually flushes out into the room that Carl Weathers and Tweed were in. Tweed and her wet tits saved all the kids. And, yeah, because she had to strip down, right? Of yes. course. <laughs> she had to strip down and do her bra and panties to uh, save kids. Uh, amazing. And they save all the kids while, I guess, um, Galindo and Fraker escape by plane, water plane. And somehow, Hogan finds a boat after killing Billy Blanks, you know, j- just as you would. And he's chasing after Galindo and Fraker. <laughs> and he has a grappling hook, too. You know, I love what they swam with in the ocean. They swam with ARs. They swam with fucking Gatling guns, grappling hooks, uh, toupees. Amazing. You're not, you're, you're not a accomplished shadow warrior unless you can swim with uh, all everything you need uh, to build a town on your back. Carl Weathers is not a shadow warrior, and he was carrying a Gatling gun and an AR. He is the Shadow Warrior. No, he's not. He didn't believe in any of that warrior crap until Hogan taught it to him about ten minutes before they went to Devil's Island. Well, he's a Shadow Warrior now. Okay, fair enough. That that that's cool. I'll, <laughs> I, I, I'll I'll give you that right there. So 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 so, the grappling hook naturally, due to physics, it slows down the plane because it's Hulk Hogan, right? And anything he does, he can fight a shark. He can. He can slow down a plane with a rope. It's it's just crazy shit that Hulk Hogan can do. He's a shadow warrior. Shadow uh, warrior. Okay. Carl Weathers gives a dude a backbreaker while Tweed is on hostage frame duty. With her wet tits, as I imagined. Or as I mentioned. As I imagined. Wow. Freudian sh- slip there, I suppose. Um. Ha. Ha. He says. <laughs> Carl Weathers finds a bazooka. Once he gets outside, he uh, causes explosions, as you would in this movie. Fraker and Hogan fight on a boat. Hogan throws an oxygen tank at Fraker to send him into the water amongst sharks. While this gymnast is watching on in horror, she's she's still there, guys. You know, <laughs> all that whiskey and diamonds, she, she's still there. This is the Asian one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Galindo, 
who reminds me of Tommy Wiseau. He tells him that he will pay him. But, yeah, Hogan's going to send him back to jail. Hogan, without a flaw, operates this plane to wherever the fuck they're going while the Navy SEALs have completely assaulted Devil's Island. They have fucked the devil on the island. 10 out of 10, I would not recommend this movie. No, no. What's your serious rating, though? I'm going to say, um... Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say a 4 out of 10. Okay, okay, okay. I would give it a... I would give it a... A, a D. A D? Yeah. 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 Two, two Ds for Shannon Tweed? Oh, okay, I'll give it a D plus for Shannon Tweed. <laughs> D plus. Um, yeah, no, horrible movie. Entertaining for like the first 45 minutes and then it's like, okay, one big long action scene that I did not give a fuck about. Yeah, yeah. I I, I had nostalgia to see Billy Blanks in the movie all this time and shit like that. I thought that was pretty funny and shit, but. Yeah. but <laughs> and, can... and Shannon Tweed too. Like seeing Shannon Tweed in the 90s after pretty much never hearing about her for years and years was Kind of one of those things where you're like, I know you from somewhere. Where is it? <laughs> ah, your titties. I've seen those before. <laughs> yeah, you're you're trying to get that serum by whatever means necessary, <laughs> <laughs> or trying to save the avocado forest. <laughs> oh man, I really got to see that movie. Fuck. <laughs> like I, I don't care that movie sound. I just need to know what it looks like, and. What's going on in that movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we 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 should look at it up at one point in time. But let's get ready to get the fuck out of here. But before we get out of here, we got to talk about what's uh, the next episode. And the next episode is ECW: Born to Be Wired. Yeah, yeah. I, I've so. never watched this show before. I've just seen the barbed wire match. Can't wait. Yeah. So it's uh, Little Guido taking on Pablo Marquez. I don't really know who that is. Uh, Mikey Whipwreck takes on Louis Spicoli. Should be a fun match. Bam Bam Bigelow takes on Spike Dudley. You know that's going to be good. Chris Chetty takes on Chris Candido. This is the only way I want to see a Chris Chetty match is against Chris Candido. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just seems like a good good fit. Uh, Lance Storm takes on Shane Douglas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's crazy that that's the low point so far. Uh, ECW World Television title match is Taz taking on Al Snow. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Six-man tag team match, Axel Rotten, Balls Mahoney, and Hack Myers, which is Sandman, <laughs> right? Uh, no. No? Who's Hack Myers? Yeah, he's a, he's a dude that looks like Balls Mahoney, man. Oh, fair enough. Okay, well, okay, no, Sandman would go as Hack in WCW, wouldn't he? Hardcore Hack. Hardcore yeah. Hack, yeah. They would take on the Dudleys, which consisted of Big Dick Dudley, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, uh, and Devon Dudley. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Tommy Dreamer would take on Rob Van Dam, stemming from the WWF show, I assume. And uh, Terry Funk will take on Sabu in a barbed wire match for the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. Tyler, on paper, this is one of the best cars that we've reviewed in 1997. It sounds fantastic, doesn't it? I'm I, I'm actually really shocked that that undercard, I can't wait to see. Yeah. Al Snow and Taz? Really, oh, man, yeah. Al, Snow, Al Snow with a chip on his shoulder in 1997. I'm so excited. Yeah, I am too. I am too. It's going to be a good show. 
good show to fucking record. So, uh, with that being uh, said, it friends, might not be though because we won't have much cheese to shit on. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's nice to have cheese to shit on, but we didn't really have much cheese to shit on during Barely Legal, and I, I like that episode. Ah, yes, this is true. <clears throat> but let's uh, let's let's get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's, let's go through the usual means. You can follow us on Twitter at Federation. You can follow Travis on Twitter at FudgingUp333. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, the Federation Podcast, t shirts at whatamaneuver.net. Uh, and you can also check uh, me out every week on Suplex City Limits. And uh, we recently did an episode with LimoCast. And make sure you go out and you check those motherfuckers out. Yeah, I mean they do. Uh, they do an episode pretty much once a day. It, they're always doing episodes. Yeah, man, they're fucking at it like there's fucking no tomorrow. And yeah, amb- ambitious podcast. They're gonna have a, a big guest on eventually if you're uh, if you're a music fan. So check yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's, I, I tried to figure out a way to say it without saying it, but no, I can't. There's no way can't do it anyways anyways uh with that being said this is a federation of shuffle episodes traps takes out here please don't think that i stole this from chris jericho due to aw dynamite this week but in the meantime and in between time <laughs> it's an ed whalen thing you motherfuckers so take it easy <laughs> <laughs>